welcome back to the podcast and happy Valentine's Day. We know that Valentine's Day is traditionally all about showing love to the people around us, but today we're going to shift our perspective a little bit to include the love that we show to ourselves. So here with me today are Peer Ambassadors of Wellness, Grace and Marlene. I'm Marlene Henriquez. I am a senior and I am an advertising and PR major. Hi, my name is Grace. I'm also in my now senior year, so hoping to graduate next semester. I am a psychology major, and I'm also very excited to talk about self-love, especially since it's pretty fitting with Valentine's Day. So self-love is kind of interesting because I think it's very unique and individual to each of us, which means that it's going to look a little bit different depending on who you talk to. So I'd like to start first with asking each of you guys, what is self-love to each of you? So to me, self-love is really caring for and appreciating ourselves kind of just accepting yourself, even the parts that you might not love yet. And honestly, I think just like prioritizing yourself and your needs is a really big part of self-love too. I have to agree with Grace. What really resonated with me, what she said was the acceptance of things that you maybe not like about yourself yet. It can be very difficult to internalize these things about yourself. It's very hard to admit when you're at fault, but it's another thing to admit that you're at fault and learn to love those flaws that you have. So when we talk about this concept of self-love, we're not saying it's easy and it's not necessarily something that is as simple as us flipping a switch on or off. It's really a journey. It's something that we have to work on and work on on a regular basis to be able to achieve. So talk to me a little bit about what your personal journey has looked like and maybe some of the things that have gotten in the way along the way or some things you've had to unlearn when it's come to self-love. One thing that I've had to unlearn is negative self-talk. Like I am my worst critic. I am my biggest enemy. And whenever I do something that I deem is like dumb, that I did something dumb, I tell myself, why, like, why did you do that? That was dumb. Even things that are simple, things that don't deserve me talking down on myself. And that's something that I really have had to unlearn like why am I talking to myself this way you know I wouldn't allow anybody else to talk to me this way so why am I doing it to myself why am I accepting it for myself and like you said like it's a journey it's been very difficult to live a certain way for so long and then one day decide you know what like I don't want this for myself anymore why am I doing this to myself but it's difficult once you make those bad habits if you will because it's like, like I said, that's just the way that I've been talking to myself for so long. And I don't know where it comes from. I think maybe it's this pressure that I put on myself that if I make a slight simple mistake, I'm like, why? Like Marlene, you're so dumb. Like, why did you do that? And this year I've been trying to stop that. And I've noticed that I, I do it less. It used to be a constant. And now I'm just every once in a while where I'm like, Ugh, like I shouldn't have done that. And that's what I say now is I shouldn't have done that or I should have done this instead of really like berating and degrading myself. It's so true. Isn't it funny how the things we say to ourselves, no matter what we say, our minds, our brains will believe it is true. So if we're telling ourselves those things, gosh, that's dumb. We're going to believe that. So I think it's a powerful tool. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about it in a minute, but Grace, talk to me a little bit about your journey and some of those obstacles that you've kind of faced along the way. 
Yeah. So for me, my self-love journey is definitely still ongoing. Growing up, it was kind of a confusing thing for me, mostly because I was always raised to like be very humble. And I think at some point I got that mixed up with self-love is conceited in a way. And I think that's still a very common thing for a lot of people and just like for societal views on others is like, if you love yourself, that you're being arrogant or like conceited. And so that's something that I'm definitely trying to unlearn is that it's okay to feel good about myself. Like it's not a bad thing to be proud of yourself or to like feel good about the way you look or like be happy with things that you've achieved or that you've done. Um, So that's definitely something that I'm trying to be more comfortable with um, and not look at in that negative light. So before we kind of transition towards talking about how we practice self-love and how we correct some of those inner voices, let's talk about why it's important to do it. I think most of all is because we are going to be with ourselves for the rest of our lives. No one is going to know us as deeply as we know ourselves. Sure, you can have a, a significant other family and stuff, but you're alone as well. And it's important to love yourself even in those moments of solitude. And not only is it important because of that, but also it's good for your mental health, you know, to allow yourself to feel the feelings that you have and love yourself despite them, despite the negative thoughts that you may have. I know for me that it's something that I've had to learn to deal with is being by myself. I do a lot of things alone, solo, and it can feel very isolating at times, at least it used to. Now that I've gone on this journey of accepting who I am and learning to love myself, I've definitely learned to take advantage of those moments that I do have by myself because I'm able to you know, be alone with my thoughts. And that can sound scary for a lot of people that may be listening because sometimes we don't have the best thoughts. You know, sometimes people need to be with others in order for their mind not to go and wander into dark places. But I mean, that's why we're talking about this being a journey because it is, and it's a difficult one. And it's one that has to happen. Yeah, I definitely agree with Marlene all the way, especially in the mental health aspect. Because I've always felt like on days where I feel more self-love, it's when I'm making like better choices for me that are healthy. So like if I'm feeling really good about myself, I might like go work out, which is like something that's really good for me, right? Um, And in the long term, good for my mental health too. I also think that you accept the love that you think you deserve. And I feel like that extends to how we love ourselves. Um, And I just think that that's so, so important because like I said, it not only extends to your relationships with people, but it extends to yourself. Um, And I think that's something that we don't always think of or that we don't always remember. And then I think also just making ourselves a priority. It's not something selfish. It's something that's necessary. Um, And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why self-love is so, so important. A lot of the things we've been talking about have to do with how we're talking to ourselves or about ourselves. And that's really big because I'll admit I've found myself in the same places, you know, saying those really unkind things to myself. And sometimes I'm not even realizing that I'm doing it. And I know I've never dreamed of saying those things to my daughters, my sister, my best friend. Like I would never say those things out loud to someone else. So why am I doing it to myself? Talk to me about what that's been like for you guys and how do we navigate that self-talk and shift that perspective so that we can have a more positive self-talk. 
I definitely agree with Melissa. That is like a really big rule of thumb that I've learned is like, if I wouldn't say this to someone else, I should not be saying it to myself for sure. Um, And that's one way that I've been kind of trying to get better at positive self-talk. Another thing I've been trying to do is reframe my thoughts when I notice that they're getting negative about myself. For example, so one thing about me is like, I'm a very, very emotional person. So I cry at everything, um, even if it's like a happy cry, a sad cry, angry cry. And I just, I just feel emotions very strongly. And so sometimes I'll think to myself, wow, I'm so overdramatic. Like I need to calm down. I'm so sensitive, but then I'll try to reframe that as like, you know, like I'm a very empathetic person and I'm very in tune with my emotions and that's okay. So that's kind of like one way that I've been trying to reframe my thoughts so that they're not always negative. Like, I feel like even those things we're insecure about or those negative things can be turned into positives. I love that. I mean, when you can catch yourself and call yourself out, right? This is the tricky part about self-talk. It doesn't always happen out loud, right? We don't always say it out loud. Sometimes we do. And you might have people around you who can catch you on it and go, well, there, why are you getting so down on yourself? But when it happens in your head, the only person who can correct it is you. So if you can catch yourself and go, "Ah, I did it again. I did it again. I said, I wasn't going to say that reframe. I also feel emotions very strongly. So I can relate to grace on that. And that is something that I have also had to learn is you know what, like, I'm going to cry because I feel like crying, you know, and I'm not dramatic because of it. I'm human. And this is a human emotion. And this is how I feel. And I'm just going to accept I'm crying. To answer your question, Melissa, I have been allowing myself to talk to myself in a positive way lately. I am the type of person that I'm always planning ahead. And I don't ever stop to just take a beat and be like, you know what, like you worked really hard for that and you did it. And that's difficult because I've always been, I'm, I'm agree with what Grace said earlier that I'm not to be humble, to, to sort of take these victories in stride and just accept them and keep going and everything. And lately I've sat down and been like, you know what, like you, I, I got an internship recently, for example. And I was so nervous about it because I didn't know if I was going to meet the deadline in order to sign up for the class because I needed to graduate. It was, it was difficult because I was putting myself out there to these employers and I wasn't hearing back. And maybe the interview didn't go as well as I, I thought it had. I thought I had one in the bag. And then I got an email saying, you know what, we decided to go in a different direction. We gave it to somebody else. Thank you so much. It was lovely meeting you. And that was, that was difficult because I had told myself like, that was amazing. Like you did such a good job. And then for the universe to turn around and be like, just kidding. Like, but you didn't get it no matter how hard you tried to get it. And so when I did secure the internship that I have now, because I was so nervous leading up to it and I finally got it, it took me a second to realize like, wow, like you did that. And that's something that I allowed myself to do this time was to be proud of myself, which was not an easy thing because like Grace said, we're raised to be humble and quiet and just sort of take these victories and stuff them inside and just keep going. Okay. So we've talked about self-talk a lot and I think that's, that's a huge part of self-love, but what are some other ways you show your self-love? I want to point out that we've been talking a lot about self-love in terms of a emotional, like a mental standpoint, but 
we haven't been talking about another thing, which is our own bodies and what we look like. And I think that's equally as important as, as mental health and everything is to feel good about the way that we look. I have in my mirror, actually, I have a sticker that says you look good on it. So it's like the last thing that I see before I, I head out the door and I grab my keys and everything. And so one way that I've been practicing that self-love is just accepting that my body looks the way that it does. I was very insecure about what my body looked like after quarantine. And it's still something that I, I struggle with some days, but I have to remind myself that we are surviving through a pandemic and my body is going to look the way that it does because I'm nourishing myself or because I'm stressed out. Maybe that day I'm just a little bit bloated. There's a multitude of things that, you know, you can look different one day compared to the next. And I've been learning to just accept you're not going to have progress in one day. Like these are things that take time. And that's something that I used to struggle with a lot. I think as I've gotten older and prioritized loving myself, it's just something that I've accepted. I mean, you know what? This is what I look like today. And I'm going to love myself despite these insecurities that I think I may have. I'm just allowing my body to do its thing, you know, and trying to nourish it and trying to take care of it, whether that be, you know, drinking these nasty immunity shots every morning with like turmeric and like black pepper in it. You know what I mean? Like just because it makes me feel just a little bit better in the morning, then I'm going to do that. If I want to eat a bowl of hot Cheetos, like I'm going to do that because I deserve it. And that's something that I've been doing lately, more so now that I've gotten older, because before it was something that I would deprive myself of, of these little, little moments of joy, because I felt insecure about like what my body looked like. Yeah, I am kind of piggybacking off of what Marlene was talking about. I definitely think one way that I practice self-love is like she said, kind of listening to those needs from like our minds and our bodies. And that can even just be really simple things. Like for example, if I'm tired um, and even if I'm like in the middle of an assignment and I just feel like I'm so, so tired and exhausted from the day, I will just go take a nap. But like, even if I have something to do, and I feel like that's like self-love, right? Because I've always kind of felt like self-care and self-love go hand in hand. And so that's kind of like how I practice it. Another thing, and this isn't like all the time, but just treating myself, I think is a way to practice self-love and it doesn't have to be anything super fancy either. Sometimes that can just mean I'm going to take like an extra 10 minutes for my skincare today. And like, I'm not going to rush it or I'm going to order my favorite food today. Um, And so that's some ways that I practice self-love, just kind of like listening to what I need or what I want for the day. Um, And I think that's like a really simple way if you're like on your own self-love journey to kind of implement it into your everyday life. I mean, you tuned into a really specific thing there that I think we all need to hear again and again, listening to our body and helping to give our bodies what it needs in that moment, that's self-love. If your body is saying, I'm drained, I'm exhausted, let me rest, let your body rest. That's, that's honoring and loving and cherishing who you are and helping you to be stronger. We talked about a lot of things today. I think there's a lot of powerful things for us to take away from this episode already. One of the things that, that Marlene, you actually kind of touched on, we didn't call it this in the moment, but you, you talked about that sticker on your mirror 
some might call that an affirmation, right? A statement that you might read, say out loud, say in your head to kind of help build what you're looking to build in terms of that self-love. It can feel a little silly doing this, right? Uh, actually saying something out loud or even saying it in your head sometimes can feel a little strange, but I think it can be a really powerful tool in terms of helping us shift our mindset, especially if there's things we're trying to work on improving our self-talk on. So in just a moment, we're actually going to read a series of affirmation statements. To our listeners, I want to encourage you to reflect as we're reading these statements and, and really kind of hone in on what statement stands out the most to you. I am doing my best. I will not worry about things that are out of my control. I am capable. I will be kind to myself and others today. I am worthy of love. I believe in myself and my abilities. I am enough. I am proud of myself. I accept and appreciate myself. Our challenge to you today is to take the affirmation statement that stood out most to you and write it down. Put it on your mirror, on your refrigerator, on your cabinets, in your car, wherever it is that you're going to see it on a regular basis, or simply set an intention to say it every single day this week. Would love if you tagged us in a post on Instagram and told us how this works out for you. Grace, Marlene, thank you guys so much for joining me for this conversation. And a big thank you, of course, to all of our Bulldogs for tuning into the podcast. We will be back again next week for another conversation to support your health and wellness. And if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at FS Health Center so you can stay connected to your health. Thank you.